after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, gang. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. The best ones, the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird things like this. I want your spaghetti. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm your co-host, along with Genevieve Has, as always. Hey, Genevieve. Hey, Andrew. You cannot have my spaghetti. (laughs) I want your spaghetti. (laughs) Uh, Kids say the darndest things. We have a very special episode today, and when I say it's a very special episode, it means that we're going to teach you a lesson about burglary or sexually transmitted diseases. Do you even know why I said burglary, by the way? I'm already, I'm off the rails. I'm sorry, I'm already off the rails. We have a special guest I'm going to introduce in a second. But um, there was an episode of Different Strokes where the kids were at school and then somebody barged in and robbed the teacher in front of the entire class. Uh And it turns out the whole thing was just like, a fake scenario set up by the adults to scare That's the children why straight. You never leave. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why you always leave a note. It and was, it really effed with Arnold's head and it ended sidebar. up being a very special episode. Was Different Strokes composed entirely of very very special episodes? I think that I think the regular episode to very special episode ratio is high with that yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can we please get to our guest? <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to talk about the bike shop molester <laughs> episode. <laughs> Who are you and why sorry, are you here? Sorry. This guy wandered in. <laughs> our special guest today, aforementioned special guest, Nick Ollers is here from the Grapes of Rad podcast. Genevieve starts working on a new podcast and suddenly she starts bringing all of her new friends into <laughs> into our home and studio. Hello, Nick. My co-worker is coming over today to hang out. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. Thank you so much I for I love the idea me. that we're co-workers. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Strictly professional. Uh, but you guys do remember the different strokes with the uh, the molester that worked at the bike shop and lure the kids in or something? Oh, I think that was the most special. Yeah, I think it special. was the most special. Yeah. I agree. I actually don't remember that one. Well, I, we've got a plan for post. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a plan. Um, so you guys came up for, with the idea for today's show. So why don't you, one of you, explain it? Sure. Um, Nick and I were actually preparing for Grapes of Rad. And rather than uh, think about the show we were supposed to be working on, <laughs> uh, we got talking about doing uh, an episode of After These Messages together. And I honestly don't remember wh- where it started, but we started kind of going down a rabbit hole of those kids, the ads that we saw as kids for toys that were just, they were the Shangri-La of toys. So we that was where we kind of realized, oh, that would be a perfect topic for a show about advertising. Okay, so that's why you're here. Then. <laughs> yeah, okay. and I'm looking no. for any excuse to fall down that retro YouTube rabbit hole. I know, hole this yes. was a lot of fun to practice. I have a feeling yeah. we're going to get a lot of ad counsel input on this because everybody has some sort of um, memory of their youth that uh, it was extremely... Uh, I think, formative. Yes. All right, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Also, we're going to take a look at this commercial that, Genevieve, you have not stopped talking about this commercial for a horror film uh, in, in like a month. Nick, apparently you have uh, you guys share a fascination with this commercial and possibly this film. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And we have a kind of a very special ad council segment today, a very special I'm using the word special a lot. Drink every time that I say special, guys. Uh, We have a special ad counselor who sent us some uh, pretty sweet insight on book commercials and sent us some great examples of those. But first, let's get into these toy commercials, starting with your top pick, Genevieve. It's yum yum fun that is cool and keen, and its name is 
Some assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. It's yummy, Snoopy. It's a yum yum fun that is cool and key. And its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Snoopy Snow Cone Machine comes with everything you see here from Hasbro. I gotta say, um, I remember that commercial very well, and I should point out here that we are all, like, I'm almost 40, Genevieve, you're in your late 30s, Nick, you're in your mid-30s. I'm happy to say I've never seen this commercial in my life. Really? You haven't? But I know it's fun because that one kid said, this is fun. Right, I know. That's exactly Hey, you know it's fun because you get a snow cone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, I noticed, well... mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little Ford promo here. I noticed that some of your a lot of your picks involve both food and toys. <laughs> not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to shame you, but you like the toys that, that also food. you know provide yeah. sweet treats. Yeah, it's not, not a crime. No, it's not. I don't really know what's with the third <laughs> yeah. degree here. I have to assume though these snow cones were not good. The end product could not have been tasty. Okay, I was gonna yeah. ask you, but clearly you never had one. That's the whole theme here, right? My friend had one. Oh, okay, and no, of course. They weren't good. It was a ground up ice cube with some like <laughs> limp, you know, watery sugar syrup poured on it. That's not the point. The point is to make your own snow cones. I, even as an adult, even with an adult eye, I look at this commercial, I can tell how completely, you know, non impressive the final product would be from that, from that, you know, commercial. There's still a part of me that's like, Damn it, Mom! <laughs> I was going to say I'd go out and get you one, but I guess that the ship has sailed. Well, I guess I'd get you one on eBay. Would it bring you any excitement if Andrew showed up with No, us? I yeah. mean, of course not. Like, there'd be, like, a moment of uh, delighted nostalgia, and then it would go into one of the very few storage compartments we have in this house and just take up space. So, no, so for so real, though, I don't what, want a snow cone But what machine. can I get you for your birthday? Because I'm really out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I actually, I uh, think we're going to get to the Barbie hair salon okay. in a minute. Here. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, Nick, let's pick one of yours. Now, you wanted to start with this one, I believe. Yeah. And I, I urge you, if this, is, if this is new to your eyes, Andrew, really pay attention to what's happening. Okay. It is. By the way, I didn't look at your, your list. Or, I mean, I think I glanced at it quickly, but I purposely didn't click on them just because I, I kind of want to see if I remember them you there is definitely a gender divide going on if you yeah. look at genevieve's list and our list i hate to yeah. say it but mine are super girly toys yeah and ours are pretty manly it's this is the best example the ultimate challenge crossfire so you got kids like riding into a, a fighting ring on what looks like hoverboard uh, yes i do remember this what is it though i'll wait till after but what <laughs> is this so let's see you have you have, but wait, look at how sweaty wait, everybody is. We're talking over the music. This is awesome. Let's <laughs> go into it. They are. You'll get Okay, I almost but remember the music it? more is than it a board else. game. It's a board game, right? Are you just? Are you? Do you want me to describe what's going on, or do you? Are you just trying to categorize this? You need to yeah. put everything into your little. Boxes. I never knew anybody that had it. <laughs> Come to think of it, like even going to Toys R Us as kids. Uh, which wasn't often, but when we did, I don't even remember seeing it on shelves. I feel like it was just until I showed it a facsimile of my imagination. So for those who haven't seen the commercial, Crossfire is a game where two players sit on opposite sides of a board and they fire little projectiles at two pucks. Are they marbles? They're like little rolling pucks that can roll around the, the little board. And you try to, I guess, shoot your opponent's puck into the goal. 
Is that did I? Did well, I, it looks like there's a device. I the, well, I think you're pretty close, but there's also a device that is placed in the middle of the board that spins around. I think what you're actually trying to shoot is that thing in the middle. Oh, they don't have. It's not like air hockey. Listen, I think we've established we don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I never right? knew what it was, right. but I got caught up in the ambiance of the commercial. You got <laughs> right. the whole arena cheering yeah, for you. Yeah, it looks like a fucking wearing UFC like a sweaty fight. bandana around your head. Yeah, like it was fucking like testosterone sold to little kids. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Uh, I remember the commercial. I remember the song more than Crawl the visuals, as a matter of fact. I want to move on to mine now. Um, <laughs> all right. I didn't totally understand the theme. <laughs> uh where, where are we at? Well, I'm glad okay, we're finding let, this let, out now. Let me tell if you, it's I, a Cialis commercial, I, <laughs> that's not what we meant. And that is not a toy, Andrew. <laughs> okay, let me uh, cross off boner pills. Let's see. What else do I have left here? Um I thought we were just talking about toy commercials from our youth that we remembered, not even necessarily fondly. I do have some commercials that fit into the category you guys are talking about, which is like things I definitely kind of wanted but never had. But this first commercial was not for something that I wanted but never got. It's just the commercial I remember the most from my youth. And it's the only commercial in the history of commercials where I know... I have memorized every single line. It's a song, okay? And before I play it for you... You want to sing it to us? I am going to sing it to you to prove that I know it. Now, I have not watched this in a really long time. I only watched the very beginning of it today to make sure it's actually the right commercial. But here's what's going on. Do you remember that commercial for Toys R Us that had the very famous song, I'm a Toys R Us kid, blah, blah. Well, there was a special version of that that aired around Christmas times. And it was for a bicycle, a pink bicycle for a little girl. Okay. (laughs) And it was in heavy rotation. And so I memorized the entire song. And here's how it goes. The little girl is walking through the store with her parents and she sees a pink bicycle. And she realizes she wants it. So the song goes, Pink two-wheeler, please, for this Toys R Us kid. If only I could have it, there'd be so much I could do. Go shopping for mom. Mail letters for dad. A paper route would be so cool, I'd follow every traffic rule. (laughs) And then a big race. I'll bet I could win. And then, all of a sudden, it flashes to Christmas morning. And she opens up the door, and she sees the bike underneath the Christmas tree, and she says, oh, wow, I'll learn to ride it. Soon as mom and dad show me how. So that's how I remember it. And I'm pretty sure... I am pretty sure that, I mean, this has been in my head for 30 years. There's a lot of life lessons to be had in that song, <laughs> assuming you're right. Now, so let's That's why you're so well adjusted, test. because this is running through your head every single morning. Yeah, Andrew's a real, if I had that thing, I bet I could win kind of guy. Right, <laughs> exactly. You nailed should, it, Nick. You should explain you why. You really encapsulated his yeah, personality. That's what I'm here for today. That's why I have those, uh, those tennis shoes that, that blow up when you pump the tongue. <laughs> I still think it's going to make me a good basketball player. All right, so player. what what do we win? What do we get if yeah. you're wrong in if, any of the particulars? Yeah, you get to see me even if the emphasis on a, on a word was wrong. Um, wow, we're going with emphasis. <laughs> All right, let's just take a listen. The pink two wheeler, please, for the Toys R Us kid. If I could only have it, there'd be so much I could do. Go shopping for mom, mail letters for dad. Paper route would be so cool, I'd follow every traffic rule. Oh, I'd be great. I bet I could win. Oh, wow. I learned to ride it. Soon as mom and dad show me how. Who nailed it? You nailed it. Who nailed it? 
it's such a weird thing to be stuck in your head as an adult yeah. because it, it doesn't even rhyme for the most <laughs> no, part. No, it doesn't. <laughs> At least the real I, version I think, rhymes. I think that maybe is the reason why I it stuck in my head. Maybe it was like an itch that never, because, oh, wow, I'll learn to write as soon as mom and dad show me how. That's a very unsatisfying end yeah. because it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Get your shit together, mom and dad. Right. Anyway. How, sa- how sad are you on a scale of one to ten that that's taking up some valuable gray matter for you. <laughs> oh, but I'm also very smart about other things. <laughs> uh, except for like math and science and All history right, so, and stuff. So, okay, so you sort of misunderstood the assignment, so I would say, you know, one letter grade off. But, <gasps> but, uh, but you vividly remember the pink two-wheeler Toys R Us ad. Yes, I, I nailed that. Did I you think... ever get a bike for Christmas? I did, actually. Um, I didn't celebrate Christmas, but go on. Oh, <laughs> God, Thanks for bringing me here. <laughs> Actually, yes. I'm trying to think how to tell this without uh, spoiling my my next ad. I want to play for you guys. There was a toy that I coveted more than any toy in the world, and one Christmas, I really thought I was going to get it. And I came downstairs and I didn't get it. And I was a little bit, I was, my parents didn't let me be totally bratty. Like we weren't allowed to throw fits. But like in my head, I remember just being very disappointed and very sad. And I was probably a little bit bratty about it. But then my parents surprised me with a 10-speed bicycle, which was so much more adult than this other toy that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, we, we really know that you wanted this other thing, but we thought that you were at an age when like a, a bicycle would be better and more useful and everything. And Another life lesson. It was a very much a life lesson. And so I remember feeling kind of like I was still kind of sad I didn't get the toy that I wanted, but I also kind of appreciated that my parents were actually kind of being smart for yeah. me a little bit. And I also I think I was a little embarrassed because I I was probably too old to want this toy. Anyway, I can't wait to find yeah, out what this is. Was, Do you at um, least know how to ride a bike when you got one? Um, yes, I had already. I like I, this dunce in the commercial. Like the <laughs> learn on your own. Your parents clearly aren't going to do it. The yeah, bi- ride the learn to drive for the job you. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to drive for the vehicle you want to drive. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I had I already had a bicycle that was like some like kind of junky thing that my cousin handed down to me. And then when they got me the, the bike for Christmas, it was like a 10 speed. Yeah. And I used all of them. All right. <laughs> Genevieve, let's, uh, let's move on to your next toy ad. Should I set this up at all or just uh, go ahead and hit play? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Kenner's Betty Crocker Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Preheat 15 minutes, light bulb not included. Here's what you can make in an Easy Bake, an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Chocolate and the yellow cake in an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Pour in the mix, it's lots of fun. Bake 10 minutes till it's nice and done. You can ice the cake that you bake in an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Betty Crocker Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven with Betty Crocker Mixes from Kenner. So this is another one that I think a friend of mine had it. I'm pretty sure I never had one. Um, I think I would have remembered getting it. And my memory is that my friend uh, had it and we would, u- we, you know, we, we would use it and we played with it. And those little cupcakes that come out of those, the mm-hmm. pans that come with it, looks, discs. they look so moist and delicious. I remember sort of like a, it was sort of like hard tack that comes out, like almost like a very chewy cracker. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it was nothing, there was no, nothing about the Easy Bake Oven that actually was 
really a good toy. I know. I think your, is, your friend did not know how to make them. My sister had this. That commercial just brought back so many memories. And then she knew me. how to really make good. We had that in our house, and I forgot about all the little accoutrement, like that bar that yes. was shaped like the pan little, that used to push the pan through. Little and stuff. horseshoe like a, bar. Yeah, yeah, like a like a, a tiny little thing that you would see them use at maybe Pizza Hut or something. Um, my sister made them. I don't remember them being bad. I think my sister was a better easy bake. Yeah, your sister's a better cook good. than me. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to make the easy bake cupcakes the way I grew up eating them. Well, is my memory is that the ones that I made with my friend were not, they did not look the way they looked in the commercial. Mm. But it didn't stop me from wanting it for myself. But I think my mother just was like, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably like a liability machine. Yes, I remember it got very hot. Yeah. No, it couldn't have gotten that hot. Isn't it's it hot just a light bulb? To, well, it was a light bulb, but I mean, it must have been hot enough to cook. You know, turn a, turn a liquid into a solid. Turn a liquid into a solid, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, even in the, I mean, I'm only watching it from this angle here, but uh, it didn't even look good to me in the commercial, the end product. Well, you I have guys, a low uh, bar for cake. <laughs> 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 That's true right <laughs> nick you're up next <laughs> i'm not answering that um you're up next uh you have a few others here which one should i pick you should pick talk boy which okay. again uh what maybe just because i'm slightly boy? younger than you uh stop rubbing that <laughs> it was when home alone 2 came out like it was a whole toy built around home alone 2 oh and his like voice machine that right. he did so it was like a basic tape recorder like the commercial makes it out to have all these awesome functions but really any boring tape recorder that you probably already own served this same <laughs> function. But it had like a cool, funky, like zigzag style to it. <laughs> and plus, <laughs> Kevin McAllister, uh, you know, uh, Home, Home Alone, Alone himself, uh, he really made uh, good use of it in the movie. He he uh, busted a couple of people. With so this. is this, well, maybe play the commercial. This is, I got to figure out what that is. Oh, and the commercial is hilarious in its own right. There's some uh, slight heavy petting going on between a babysitter. Guys, oh, there's a lot going on. I remember this ad. That the thing about the babysitter brings it back. Why yeah. did you play it, Andrew? Play okay. it, keeping in mind like the, this. I only wanted this because I could be the prankster as depicted in this. <laughs> okay. You can have lots of high tech fun with Tiger's Talkboy tape recorder. Hey, stop drooling on me. I think uh, it's good. So it's a little tape recorder. And so, yes. So she, his sister is playing with the dog, and he's hiding around the corner with his tape recorder. And right. he records her responding to the dog. But later on, she's on the couch with a boy. Right. And he plays the pretty tape. Pretty racy. Uh, it for is, Saturday it is morning. pretty racy. Hey, stop drooling on me. <laughs> Busted. And it even that, has speed That control. makes the boyfriend back Hi, up. My kids were home early. Here we go. <laughs> My kids were home early. Oh, so and he takes his hands off her tits. <laughs> he does not. This, this brother is very committed to his sister's <laughs> yeah. identity. Yeah. This is he, like some, yeah, this is some Lannister shit yeah, going yeah. on right here. More Michael Myers. <laughs> Tiger's Talkboy tape recorder comes with audio cassette. Batteries not included. And it comes with a tape, guys, probably yeah. 30 minutes in length. So you quick. can screw your sister in all kinds of ways. <laughs> or make sure no one else does. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, my question is, so is the Talkboy a brand name that is actually 
visible or used in Home Alone? Or oh, is big the, time. Oh, big okay, time. so this is an actual sort of... Home Alone 2 was an hour and a half ad for this toy. I had no idea. Yeah, they I mean, built, it does play a big role, but I never knew the brand name. The, the clip we played, uh, I think there was another version in which there was, you know, it was intercut with clips from Home Alone yeah. 2. And I was just really obsessed with Home Alone and Home Alone 2. So those were the ones. I never knew anybody that had a talk boy. I imagine they had a very uh, tense relationship with their sister. <laughs> it's a weird product because as a parent, I would never want my child to be doing any of this. Like, it's kind of sociopathic what the kid is doing. Like, I wouldn't want to encourage... Like, nothing about the behavior that I see in that commercial makes me as a parent want to get that for my kid. Right. Which is, you know, that's the decision maker is the parent. I guess, like... But you it gotta, is if the just a tape want, recorder. It is just a tape recorder, but the narrative around it I find actually pretty gross. <laughs> but it was a different time. Yeah. The idea of shaming women for making out with their boyfriends was, you know, much more uh, in the mainstream then, I guess. I certainly responded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. All right. I mean, now this is the um, this is the toy that <laughs> yes, I coveted yes. more than Thank any. God, we're back to this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Congratulations on understanding what the whole point of the show was. This was the toy that <laughs> I covered it is, in. the bike paled in comparison. Yes, go. Okay, here's one thing I will say about this commercial. I thought for sure I would remember this commercial once I saw it. And I actually don't remember this commercial at all. I coveted this toy because my friend Tim had it. Going back and watching the commercial for this, it's awful. Here's a little, here's a little spoiler. <laughs> this is for a G.I. Joe toy. Okay. And I've talked way too much on this show how much I love old action figure and doll commercials because you just see the kids being goony like holding the dolls yeah, right. and banging them together and stuff and this talking This is the thing you wanted instead of the bike. This is the thing I wanted instead of the bike. It's not just an action figure though. It's a G.I. Joe toy. It is the aircraft carrier called the USS Flag with two G's my friends. And it was do you have any idea what nope. I'm talking about? Neither one of you know about this toy? No. In fact in preparing for this show yesterday I watched hours and hours of 80s and 90s commercials. It was quite delightful. But every time a G.I. Joe one would come up, I would just check out. Like, it wasn't you, my thing It wasn't your kid. thing, yeah. yeah. I, got, I came to it a little bit too late, certainly. Um, and so I'm old enough at this point to have a 10-speed bike, but instead I wanted this, an aircraft carrier that would easily spread across more than half of this room. No it was way. a giant... What parent would ever get that for their <laughs> Tim child? Tim Cassida had all... My friend Tim had... All of the toys. Tim, your parents he had were a, not responsible. They were probably divorced, right? No, they were together, but his really? grandmother also lived with them. Uh-huh. And um, he may even listen to this podcast, no joke. But <laughs> oh, he, there, there, no, that's what so I'm saying to you, Tim. That was not a responsible guy. No, no, you guys don't know. Like, Tim was the best friend to have, not just because he's a wonderful guy, of course. Because he, he had, had the best toys. He had a rumpus room filled with every. He had laser tag. No way. He had every toy you could possibly we, want. We it was were over so at a great. friend's house this week, and we went downstairs into their, like, sort of semi furnished basement, and Andrew's first words out of his mouth were, oh, Is this your rumpus room? <laughs> I still want a rumpus room. If we had a rumpus room now, it would. I would have uh, a, probably a pool table in there, maybe an air hockey table table like foosball maybe i'm not not as good as foosball but maybe if you could teach me i feel like you could put a like a john cougar mellencamp poster i mean no rumpus room is a rumpus room without a john cougar mellencamp poster i think right i don't know i'm learning a lot about you (laughs) all right so so tim so this this was for the uss flag and so 
I went back. I'm like, I'll bet you the commercial for this is going to be really awesome. I'll bet you it'll be everybody, all these you know little boys playing with their GI Joes pew, pew. on, on yeah. the deck of this giant ship. But no, this is lame as shit. <laughs> Introducing the G.I. Joe USS flag aircraft carrier. That fucker is huge. Okay, first of all, that thing is enormous. Okay, it does start off good. You see the little kids all sitting around playing with their toys. I was going to say, what are you talking about so far? Watch what happens. Like a fish aircraft carrier. Okay, now they're tiny and they're running around on it. So the kids end up shrinking down and now they are on. It's like this horrible Is that what you expected, little Andrew? (laughs) Yes. To have shrinking powers if your parents buy you this? toy. I guess it's not even CGI, right? It's green screen. It's just sort of weird crappy green screen. So these little kids have now been shrunken down instead Mm -hmm. of playing with the toy. They are in the world of the toy. (laughs) I actually think it's a good concept. You don't like it? I just like the, I like the classic. Let's go back. This looks more fun to me. Okay, and there's like the the G.I. Joe toys are in the scene. They're the same size as the children now that the children are shrunk down, but they're still just plastic toys. They're right, not right. Like, why go to the trouble of doing this if you're not going to put in the animated G.I. Joe cartoon? You think that they... Well, I mean, the whole point is they are they are one with the toy. <laughs> yeah. like, sort of, but they're like... They are so immersed. They're, they're stuck on a, a ghost ship peopled by plastic statues. <laughs> there was a Twilight Zone about that whole thing. <laughs> but now that you see the toy, do you understand how like I get this why is... I get I its mean, appeal. I mean, this was the ultimate. It's, uh, you it was know... A- I mean, uh, quite a quite a, a toy feat. Let me go yeah. back to this. Let me go back to the establishing shot just so you guys can appreciate. Yeah, this. please. You know what? The rest of this podcast is just us gonna. It's just gonna be <laughs> us staring at this commercial. I think it's just gonna be us getting on Amazon like ordering. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Why don't I have a USS flag? We honestly do not have space. For that. No, we don't. It is huge. Look, there are like you have a backyard. Uh, if, <laughs> that is true. If I like had a uh, speed delivered a power wheel for each of us, could we just cruise for the rest <laughs> of the night? Oh. Yes. If um. Anybody listening right now had the USS flag, could you email the show at after these messages show at gmail.com? I'm not gonna lie. And tell us what your parents were thinking. I, I, and also, I'm gonna hate you to death. Like, obviously, like, because you didn't what deserve they, it. What I are did. they supposed to do? Like, send pictures of them playing with it? Yes, yes. everything. I Whatever just wanna know. I just wanna know who you are. Because I know you're out there. And what was it like living in a mansion? Yeah, I know. Did you also have a train that used to ride from one room to the other? <laughs> I'll bet you had a fridge that made ice in the door <laughs> uh, i've got one that i definitely want to talk about okay um so this is a toy that also in retrospect i have no idea why i wanted it mm-hmm. but i think maybe it was because my mom was so adamantly opposed to us having these but it's the strawberry shortcake dolls or doll sort of mm-hmm. series once again my sister had them it turns out i'm learning that you say you're learning a lot about me yeah. i'm learning that i, I was spoiled as yeah a kid. <laughs> Um, yeah, your sister had all the cool toys. Um, uh, so Strawberry Shortcake, for those who either don't remember or are too young, uh, was this sort of series of little ugly squat dolls that um, each one ugly? was like, I think they were pretty ugly. Yeah, I agree. Wow, um, I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> each one each one was named after yeah. like a, a very like specific uh, dessert food. Strawberry Shortcake, mm-hmm. uh, Blueberry Pie. Blueberry Pie, actually, for the longest time... Sorry, I'm just going to take over this story. Yeah. Uh, I My sister and I at first shared a room, but then she ended up moving into a different room, so we didn't share a room after that. 
yet I maintained the little light switch plate that was a blueberry pie light switch plate up until I think I was 13 or 14. (laughs) That's a good look on a 13-year-old boy. Um, So they made these dolls, and the thing about them, the thing that was sort of their defining characteristic was that each one had a very specific scent Mm -hmm. to it. And And their hair. Their hair and clothes and whatever. Oh, so you didn't have to scratch it or anything. No, no. Um, they were. It but was you could. overpowering. Each <laughs> one right, was Andrew. very, very, Again, very too strong. much. Too much at once. And it was like this. I mean, if I had to smell it now, I would probably vomit. Like it was this very chemically. Oh, I got to imagine fruity smell. Did but, you also sniff markers? <laughs> well, who didn't? Um, yeah, it was like it was sort of like the smell of one of those like those those the scented, the yeah, fruited yeah. scented yeah, right. markers that you were. That, what the hell? Why were we teaching kids to sniff markers? <laughs> it just occurred to me how b- totally grotesque that is. Anyway, my mother, like any normal adult, was like, "Absolutely not! I do not want the scent in our house." And she, it really made her sick. I think the smell of it wasn't that strong. You it, guys are wussies. <laughs> Trust me, I spent a lot of time sniffing my sister's dolls. You can take it up with my mom at the holidays. But my mother is very sensitive to smell, I will say that. And she did not want these these dolls in our house because they were their scent was so strong. So of course, what do you you know, what toy do you most want Mm -hmm. if you're told you can't have it? Is it's that toy. So it was just an it was like the the sort of um, mirage toy of my childhood that I couldn't have a strawberry shortcake. I just have a very strong feeling that, like, fast forward a year from now, you and I are going to be in the living room, and you're going to be playing with your strawberry shortcake <laughs> dolls on the USS flag, and I'm going to be making pew pew noises. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to, like, totally regress. That's a grim prognostication. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of fun to me. <laughs> yeah, you could come over, and we'll get crossfire, too. Yeah. We'll get crossfire oh, involved. Oh, thank Christ, yes. <laughs> Every weekend for the next 52, booked up. <laughs> So uh, my favorite thing, I have not watched this commercial yet, but I think my favorite thing about it is I see the very first still screen is of Tom and Jerry. Somebody just taped this off of an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. (laughs) So I'm going to hit play on this, and hopefully we have some of that sweet, sweet Tom and Jerry audio at the end. There it was. (laughs) That's awesome. Name check. Katie, look who's dressed for a party. Oh, strawberry shortcake party is quite grand. So look how cool this mom is. Their best are on hand. She doesn't care that her house stinks Thank like you. shit. Even the mom is playing with the dolls. Way too she is so cool. Maybe that's Way why this was so it. upsetting to me as a kid. Was it like... They make the mom part of the story. Like, if you're cool and your mom is cool, yeah. you'll definitely have to That's exactly what they were <laughs> cooking up in that ad room. You didn't want these dolls. You this, wanted a different mom. It's, I, I, and I want to live in the house that has this gazebo where they're all playing. Yeah. I'll bet she makes them chocolate chip cookies for every oh, meal. I'll bet you're right. It. Yeah. Wow. New party pleaser strawberry shortcake and all her party pleaser friends are more fun than a party. Also, can we just dinner. quick take a moment to acknowledge how completely effed up it is that a child a, a toy for girls explicitly for girls the mom is doing is teaching to the daughters the name of that toy is the party pleaser like <laughs> that is that's the messaging that's coming through yeah that's not even the worst example like i said i accidentally fell into a lot of research for the show yesterday <laughs> yeah and so much of it like I was telling Andrew before we started, uh, it started as toy and game commercials that I was researching 
Again, that's strong. Uh, but no, then that's, kind of, that's what we call that's it, research. But then it kind of fell into this whole thing of like uh, commercials aimed at moms in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. So it was like all hamburger helper or dishwasher detergent. But it was all about pleasing your man. And it was amazing mm-hmm. to me. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Well, do you guys remember the um, the line of strawberry shortcake um, dolls that were called Happy Endings? Oh, gross. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. I remember the smell. <laughs> this is by so far I, the I'm most better than that. This is the, this is the bluest that. episode <laughs> we've ever done. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Oh, pretty so peachy sorry. normally. So will you, guys, will you guys do me a favor? And, and indulge me on something. I know you've been indulging me this whole episode. <laughs> but so we just played that strawberry shortcake commercial, but I see that there's still about a minute left in whatever is on this YouTube video. I, I hope it's another love, Tom and Jerry cartoon. It might be another Tom and Jerry. Can we just see what's up next? It yeah. might be a good commercial. Nope, Tom and Jerry. Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. it's another break. Wait, is it the same thing without audio? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> indulging me. That was a lot of fun, guys. Let's what you know. What, let's wrap it up there. <laughs> no. All right, Nick. Let's do another one of yours. How about? Uh, let's see. You got two here. I'll let you choose. Uh, well, I kind of want to talk about Power Wheels, but I already. We don't have to cut them. We can get. A, we can get to all of no, them. No. No. We're cutting I'm Power, Power Wheels. Wheels. I will tell you, Power Wheels were. Uh, yeah, let's let's play it. See if it's let's the one. Let's play with it because I want to see if I remember it. Oh yeah. Oh, Power, Power Wheels was Power not Rider. a small little uh, toy truck no, no, with no. your hands. This was the thing that you would actually get in and had a little battery and you could drive it around. Yeah, this, I think this is the this was the idea that got Nick and me on yes. the yes. subject. Uh, and I remember being at Toys R Us as a kid. Uh, we earned. Uh, my brother and I were about the same age, 25 cents a week allowance for like household chores. So that doesn't really get you that far at nah. Toys R Us after a month. <laughs> but we could still, my dad would still parade us past the power wheels that are <laughs> like $400. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure they worked like shit. Again, this is a, I lived in a shitty neighborhood. I never knew anybody who had these awesome toys really. But they couldn't have been as cool as the awesome commercial made them. Seem. I want to watch this. I knew now somebody who had this, real. but I can't remember who. I don't think it was Tim. Power Wheels Raider, Power Wheels High Rider, Power Wheels Classic Convertible. Each I don't know sold about all Separately, this. all battery powered with real motors. They're like tiny kid-sized cars. Pow, pow, it's power a- Wheels. Oh, yeah, the song. Them easily, then off you go over the hills, around the trees. No, you're not going over any hills. <laughs> They're really off-roading. He's, he's, yeah, he's in mud. I, I had forgotten. He aimed for that puddle. I remember the Pow Pow Power Wheels yeah. song. Now you're driving for real is how I remember it, but I couldn't find that version. I had not. I had forgotten that one of the Power Wheels cars, the one for the girl, mind you, is this like old-fashioned sports car. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old... It's like a Bentley or something, It looks isn't like it? a tiny old Bentley. Yeah. It's like so weirdly out of sync, I feel like, with the sort of like motorcycle and then like the sort of pickup truck looking cars that they've made for the boys and they have the girl like tootling around in her like... Looking like Jackie O, just waving. Like Jackie O. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I think that's a good. Actually, let's just go ahead then. Um, let's just stop going around the horn. Let's continue your list here because I want to. I want to play this next one too. Should I just should I just go on this, or do you want to set this up? Uh, no, just go on it because I forget what it is. This will be fun. Hi, Mike. Oh no, I don't. Oh, I remember the Falcon. Take a dive. It's Crocodile Mike. 
crocodile mile. Oh my god, this does look fun though. It does look fun. It's a slip and slide with the added feature of going through um, like a, a curtain and into a pool at the end. Yeah, but there's also a little jump. Like you, right. you yeah. go over the hump and then you fly. It couldn't have worked again. That's the theme of today's show, I think. Right. So, it Nick, could not ne- have worked. You never had a slip and slide? No, that's time. what I was going to say. We did. And that should have been good enough for me. <laughs> uh, but I was like, this one doesn't have a like the teeth and the pool right. at the well, bottom. I mean, listen, the only reason any of us had slip and slides, and I also was a slip and slide family, of course. Of course. We had it all, uh-huh. apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm learning. We did not have Crocodile Mile. But How the are thing your is, jarts? Like, <laughs> we, we, we did not have jarts. Oh, God, I wish jarts were still around. But then there would be fewer children around, yeah. so I guess I don't wish that. <laughs> more, um, more jarts equals fewer kids. But <laughs> when you have a slip and slide, you're the whole time thinking, I wish we had a goddamn pool, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. we did two things in my backyard b- before we ended up getting a pool, by the way, guys. We oh, did end up getting God. an above-ground pool. Oh, my so. fucking shit. I am, I am so checked out. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. Um, but we had a slip and slide, and we also sometimes would just turn on sprinklers and run through them. We did yeah. not. We grew up in the country. We didn't water our lawn, but we had several water sprinklers that we would just, like, hook up just for the sake of kind of running and jumping yeah. Yeah, that was them. fun. So, you know, that was fun. That's how you got through the summer. But the whole time, you're just kind of like, I want a pool. So the thing about Crocodile Mile is there was a little pool. I mean, yeah. it was literally three inches yeah. deep, but it was closer to the dream of a pool. Did That's you not right. have like a like a plastic pool that you would fill up? Nope, never had any of those. Oh, we did. We would fill those up. Well, look who's fancy now. <laughs> uh, I assure you, Ooh, red, la la. rednecks all over America have a plastic, fill, plastic pool. Uh, uh, Viz, you want to play another one of yours? Sure. Uh, I think I've just got one more. Uh, And this is something that I will confess, I think I did eventually get, but I coveted it so hard when when the commercials were on um, that I think that it's one of those toys that once you get it, you you really want it to live up to the commercial. Uh Uh-oh. Um, so this is the uh, Barbie Beauty Salon. Oh. Barbie Beauty Fun. Welcome to the Barbie Beauty Salon. Barbie's here to have her hair done. Well, we've got the latest beauty supplies. You put the salon together. Great Shake Barbie dolls sold separately. Shampoo today? Or do you want streaks? Streaks? <gasps> Barbie wants I red. remember that. Give you a marker to color in Barbie's blonde hair with, like, pink highlights. Do you ever, can you ever turn it back? Two hair streaking ones, I think it sort of washed out. I remember the smell of those markers uh, so vividly. See, I knew it. You did a lot I of know, marker sniffing. Yeah. Man, I have a really, real theme emerging here. <laughs> um yeah, I remember the smell of those markers, and I remember like the, you know, they were sticky, and like the ink would, like the pink highlight stuff would get everywhere. And uh, you could really put water, you put real water in the Barbie salon sink, and then you would press this little plunger, and it would create like sort of blow bubbles into it to make it frothy. Um, so it was one of those toys. Yeah, they, the music is "Hey There, Georgia Girl." You, right? Well, you saw me. I was going to ask you that. Sorry, I distracted. You <laughs> saw what I was typing in there because did you notice that too? Can we listen to this song one more time? I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. You no, saw no. that I was typing. Listen to this. I'm I just sure had a lot more is... things to say about how the toy worked, which is not actually that interesting. <laughs> hey, also, the song. <laughs> hey, "Hey There, Georgia Girl." I'm pretty sure is the music. Well, I think they sort of like it. Sort of trails off and stops being it at the listen end. Listen again, right before it's illegal. Welcome to the Barbie Beauty Salon. Barbie's here to have her hair done. Well, we've got the latest beauty supplies. (laughs) (laughs) We can put the salon together. 
Um, I, my sister did did not have this exact thing, but she did have something with a sink that could, you could stop up the sink a little bit, I think, and put the there are probably the a number of toys like it. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, like I'm so struck by the gender nature of these toys. Yeah, as an adult, I, I mean, I was, it's probably no better now, but no, I think it's gotten a little bit better. I don't think across the board. Um, there I, are I, still toy commercials, right? I realize we're all adults, yeah, I know so we're not. Andrew and I were talking about that the other day because we went down a real rabbit hole with the Star Wars episode on on old Star Wars toy commercials. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think there. Are, I mean, obviously there are toy commercials. There's still kids. There's still parents with who you know have discretionary income. Um, but I think the toy commercials now are much more sort of technological and CG. I think you see less of the kids like banging two action figures mm-hmm. together. I win. Let's play again. <laughs> We haven't. Even, we didn't even touch on board games. That's a whole other topic. Oh too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe for another day. Shark another attack. Show. Remember shark attack. I want to play for you guys um, again. I I messed I messed up the assignment. Okay, we've established uh-huh. that this actually was a toy that I had, um, and I stumbled across it today during prep. And I there's just a lot here that struck me. There maybe one major thing that struck me. Um, the toy was called Entertech. Do either one of you remember Entertech? No, but it sounds like it would be like a... Sounds like a TPS report is required. <laughs> <laughs> right. I used to work no, for it like a the, you know, concern cons- called Entertech. <laughs> it sounds like uh, the Connects or the... like the Or Constructs. Yeah, or, Constructs. Or, yeah, I had Constructs Some kind of building. Up. Some sort of building, but it wasn't. What it was was... What it was was <laughs> <laughs> these, um, these squirt guns... But they were battery-powered squirt guns. They weren't like super soakers. These predated super soakers. They were less about getting as much water out and as far as possible. They were more about making incredibly realistic-looking AK-47s and other guns. They were like, <laughs> this is right before um, the the toy board started to say, uh, Kids are getting hurt because people think they're carrying real guns, so they started putting like red caps yeah. on the noses of guns the and all cap that initiative. stuff. Yes, yes, exactly. Just kidding. This was before that. <laughs> well, I mean, there was. I didn't yeah. know. I believed you because there was a big thing in the eighties <laughs> no, where there, they. I think there is actually a, a regulation. That yeah, you I'm have sure. To. But and it can't be called that. We're calling it that. We're okay. dubbing it that. Um, I had two of these things. Sorry. I'm just I'm listening to myself talk. I should just like get a pink sweater and just like tie it, <laughs> and tie it around my shoulders and then go beat somebody up on my daddy's golf course. Um, but I remember the first one I had was all black, matted black, and it was so realistic looking. And then I think I got another one later. And that was after what we're calling the Orange Cap Initiative, where uh-huh. it was like it was all like blazed out and fluorescent colors and stuff. But I want you guys to watch this commercial. And of course, as always, we'll post these to the Facebook page. But look at this Entertech water gun commercial. You will be astounded at how realistic these guns are, I think. The look, the feel, oh. the sound, the real. That is horrifying to me. Centerfire, automatic water weapon, batteries not included, with up to 30 feet of firing power, an extra clip for reloading, a shoulder strap for look, moving out. There's they really the do look real. Rifle, I mean, they look real enough that, like, pistol, if you put extras RPG in a movie water launcher, holding these, the they would look perfectly the plausible. The feel, the sound, 
And that's their whole pitch. Yes, I have the look. It's called the sound. AK Center Fire. Tellingly, there are no black children in that yeah. commercial. The look, the feel, the sound are real. They yes. chanted that twice, like soldiers. I, that's amazing. I loved that thing, and I I didn't have a, a lot of friends, so I mostly <laughs> I had some poster hanging in our basement. We had an unfinished basement, so I could get away with like squirting squirt guns down there. And I had some poster, and I don't remember what it was, but because I didn't have friends. I used my Enertech mostly to like kind of run around the corner and like, you know, run away from some unseen enemy. Then I'd spin around and I would shoot whoever was on that poster with my Enertech. And my mom was against us playing with guns. Like I never had a cap gun. I was never allowed to have any kind of gun. But there was this, I don't, let's call it a loophole since we're talking about guns. Anyway, of course we were allowed to have squirt You got it guns. at a gun show. Yeah, I got, <laughs> because I got the Intertech at a gun show, it was okay. No, we were allowed to have squirt guns, of course, because squirt guns are just fun and harmless. But yeah. then the toy company comes out with this ultra-realistic looking battery-powered squirt gun that was so much cooler looking than an actual cap gun. But I was like, Mom, it's just a squirt gun. So I was able to get one. Well, it's very disturbing now to see that. You would never see that now. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, they're they, they sort of horrifying. They're so real looking. I don't want to end on mine, so we're going to play. Um, we've played all of Nick's. Have we played so, all of Nick's? Yeah, we've played yeah. all of Nick's, I think. So how about uh, this last one for you, Vives? All right, we can Factory, sure. A fun factory! Let's have a Play-Doh party! Yeah! yeah. <gasps> a shooting star! <laughs> you can have a Play-Doh party anytime with the Play-Doh Fun Factory. I mean spaghetti! Tim had this. Make a hug! No, it's a snake. <laughs> I want your spaghetti. You got the spaghetti. That snake wants their spaghetti. You can have a Play-Doh party. I kind of still love the this Play-Doh toy, actually. It's very toy. simple. It it's just a, a little garlic press, basically, with a few <laughs> yeah. uh, sort of inserts that can make different shapes as you press the Play-Doh out. Um, and it's it actually still looks kind of fun. It really does. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very straightforward what it does, and I like how they show the kids using their imaginations and playing with the with the play doh that they make. It doesn't all sort of do it for them. I don't know if you remember, but there was another play doh commercial where you could make food. Mm-hmm. It was built like the molds were built to like help you make a hamburger or a waffle or whatever. And I kind of like how this play doh fun factory is much more like you know just use your imagination to make whatever whatever you can can think up um i never got this toy for whatever reason i may have been just like a touch too old for it when it came out but i remember the ad and how sort of appealing it was even as a kid uh or even you know even if i was like maybe a little too old to have the toy i remember how appealing the the ad was i think my friend tim or somebody had this thing because or maybe i mean might they have even had this in kindergarten at school or something because I, I watching those kids like squeeze that press and seeing the the um the play-doh come out of it like i there's some there's something so tactile that i remember doing that the, the smell of play-doh yes. of, of, of brand play-doh brand, brand play-doh was was so distinctive the other reason i probably never had this toy was that my mom uh, routinely made play-doh for us like with flour and water like she would make and it would, she would make it and it would be it would it wasn't like the play-doh that comes from in the can right that like lasts forever because it's got a million preservatives it was you know made of food stuff basically so she would dye it we would get to pick the color and she would dye it for us and we would play with it and it, i stayed remember it stayed in this like particular green tupperware with a ridge top and you know to this day if i saw that 
that Tupperware, I would have like a sense memory of. Now, are you glad? Like, because I, I think of that like that's better parenting, right? That is better parenting than just buying your kids a bunch of play doh. But it I was the kind of kid that I wanted the I wanted the thing that all the other kids had. Yeah, I wanted you wanted the, that yeah. packaging, right? Exactly. Yeah. I want I wanted it all. Let's be honest. Like, I enjoyed the experience of with my mom. Like, hey, it's time. To, like, your old play doh is all crusty and gross. Like, it's time to make another batch. So, you know, she would like, we'd sit, we'd go to the kitchen together and make the Play-Doh and mm-hmm. pick a color to dye it. And it was playing with food coloring and everything it was really fun. But it didn't stop me from wanting the little yellow can with the blue top. Yeah. You know. That dopey looking kid with the hat. And yes. The, and the dopey looking kid with the and hat. And that feel of taking the lid yep. off of a canister of Play-Doh for the very first time. This is Play-Doh that has been unsullied oh, by yeah, the, the smell, fingers of a the child. Smell of fresh Play-Doh. Oh, my God. Nothing like it. Yeah, it's called that new Play-Doh smell. I actually found <laughs> the, uh, the the Make-A-Meal commercial you're talking about. Let's just, let's just see if it's any good. All right. Looks like something shaken with Play-Doh. It's new Make-A-Meal. Chef's oven, bakery, and rainbow pack each sold separately. My oven makes most eggs. Anything from burgers you will adore to chicken legs, stinking eggs, and veggies by the score. Awesome. Decorate. see how prescribed it is? Yeah. Like, they tell you what color the steak has to be. Right. Also, you can only make this shit one time. After this, the Play-Doh's all mixed it's in all together. It's all mixed up. Yeah, that's a good point. But it did kind of make me hungry. Once again... Me too. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> toys. Yeah, no, those little pies. They had those little, like, little fruit pies yeah. with, like, little lattice work on top of it. Uh, once again, Vives, your um, your toy commercial brought us to Food Town. <laughs> yes. I know. I, when I, so I picked Play-Doh. Play-Doh Factory, Easy uh, Bake Easy Oven, Strawberry Shortcake, which is a food, food, Easy Bake Oven, real food, right. Soupy, Soupy Snow, snow cone. cone, real right. food, right? So you were very hungry as a child. <laughs> this one, I was a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> I feel like this is a little bit of a cheat. I threw this in here. Let's just end with it because I feel like if you're talking about toy commercials from you know the '80s, which is mostly uh, what we're talking about here, you can't not sure. mention this one. This is the Micro Machine Man, presenting the most oh recent miniature motorcade of Micro Machine. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trims, stupendous styling, precision paint jobs, working wheels, Micro Machine cars of vast variety, including Lamborghini, Trans Am, Corvette, Volvo, Four Blazer, Pickup Charger, and many more. Micro Machine planes, polished, perfect precision, like F-15, Corsair, Space Shuttle, P-51, Mustang, Micro Machine boats, a fabulous fleet of tugs, PTs, and speedboats. Talk about small! Micro Machine's a less gargantuan than a grip hopper, as midget as a marble, and smaller than a silver dollar. Hey, Dad! You want to get more Micro Machines to add to our collection? Yeah! I'm in a tremendous I know, like I, I, I didn't realize that that kid was his dad. I thought he was just like some kid, but he did say, "Hey, dad!" And apparently, they collect those together. Yeah, um, why not? I did not have micro machines. You guys? No, no. I certainly remember those ads. Um, now, as an adult, uh, Andrew, you and I share a love of like things at tiny scale. Yeah, right. I kind of want. Is one. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I never. There were beyond that. There was Polly Pockets. I don't know if you're no. Uh, that was like a little miniature, like girl version of stuff like that. Polly Pockets? Yeah. Come on. Look it up here. No. Not I probably Polly made that Pockets. Up. There you go. Polly Pockets. <laughs> but the micro machine guy, like he was a celebrity unto himself. Him and the snack yeah. balls, man. There is a uh, Chief Keef song called Polly Pockets. <laughs> okay. But I'm not going to play. I'm not going to be playing that. The guy's name. No, we'll end on that. The, yeah. The fast talking guy, his name is John. Mashida Jr., also known as Motormouth John Mashida. This is all from uh, Wikipedia, by the way. Um, he's an American spokesperson and singer, best known for his rapid speech delivery. He appeared in over 100 commercials as the Micro Machines Man, as well as in a 1981 ad for FedEx. I remember that FedEx commercial. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. He, he provided the voice for Blur in the Transformers TV show. I, don't, I, I used to watch that cartoon, but I don't remember that. 
Oh, well, that's good to know. John Mashita. And he's uh, still kicking, so good for him. Yeah, I think he does like stuff for Fallon occasionally. Like that show's so nostalgia drenched. I'm sure they brought him on. And yeah. Not I like think this. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a class act you've got. Running. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's leave the toy talk there. But maybe I think that we'll probably have to continue that at some point. Maybe you'll come back again. Yes, maybe. I would love to. This uh, is so much fun. But uh, Genevieve, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that there is a uh, commercial for a horror film that when it you was in heavy horror rotation, film, having seen it, and I know you guys can we say scary it. movie? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a suspense thriller. I would say. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I, my definite. It's got some horror elements. If Andrew feels any fear at all, he's like, "This horror movie is <laughs> yeah, too no, it is true. Basically, if it's not "What About Bob" or "Joe vs. the Volcano," <laughs> yeah. I call it a horror film. Yeah, it's, it makes it confusing. But <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's hit play on this, and then you can explain it. Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. Is even if you've never seen this commercial before, just listening to that music slow down like that yeah. freaked you out. In case you don't know what we're talking about yet, this is for the latest Cloverfield movie called 10 Cloverfield Lane. And Genevieve, you were obsessed with this ad campaign. I really was. And it kills me that we were right in the middle of our move when this movie came out because I still haven't seen it. Um, but this ad is amazing. Um, and I just, Nick and I wanted to talk about this because Nick actually does movie reviews. He's reviewed this movie. And I think he was really struck by this trailer, too. I'm um, sorry, I didn't give a shout out yeah, the, for the MacGuffin. Check, check out your work right. with the MacGuffin. That's yes. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick is a great and very funny movie reviewer. You should check out his work on um, uh, the MacGuffin website. This ad. MacGuff.in. MacGuff.in. Uh, and this is a trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is by J.J. Abrams. And I guess it's loosely a sequel to that movie Cloverfield that was kind of a, a first person point of view movie a few years ago, sci fi movie. Um, Which also had a really compelling ad campaign, in my opinion, because J.J. Abrams knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, did he do that one, too? Uh, Well, he's a producer on both of them. He didn't direct either. But yes, like he's all behind the what was if you don't mind, just real quickly. What struck me about this is it was. uh, Oh, he calls it a mystery box trailer. So like nobody even knew that this movie was in production. And suddenly there was a trailer two months before it was set. This to come is the out. the ten Cloverfield Lane, yes. the new one. See, yes. oh, that's interesting because I had no. They came out of the blue for me too. Yeah, it was whatever Michael Bay's Benghazi movie was. This was attached to it, but nobody knew that it existed prior to this. Oh. And then all of a sudden, not only is it coming out, but it's filmed and almost out. Well, and then it's just the imagery set to that like classic song. Yeah, this this ad is amazing. Genevieve, can you kind of explain to the people yeah. who haven't seen it what we just saw? So if you haven't seen this trailer, and I, of course, we'll put it on the Facebook page as we always do. Please go check it out. Um, and I should say, this movie's been out for a while. It's probably almost out of theaters at this point. What you start by seeing is a jukebox uh, being the numbers punched in, and then that song starts playing. Um, you're seeing 
a young woman, a young man, and an older man played by uh, John Goodman, um, kind of having this what looks like a sort of normal family life. They're doing jigsaw puzzles, playing board games, sitting around watching TV. But as the music slows down, things seem to get weirder and weirder. And it starts to get like, you know, the, there looks like an earthquake and you realize they're in a bunker. Is it um, a hostage situation? Like- yeah, somebody's shackled to something. It's unclear what. And it, suddenly it starts to look like somebody needs to escape from this from this uh, situation. You see somebody has a gun. I'm assuming it's the John Goodman character, but it's also a close-up, so I it's may be wrong about It's all very mysterious what's happening. And it looks like the young woman, who I think is... is it, who's the actress? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth One Winstead. of my Hollywood crushes. Oh, uh, really? Death Proof. She's... Uh, oh, Pilgrim. that's right. Come on, guys. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, she's super cute. Um and she looks like she's trying to uh, get out of this bunker. Uh, and John Goodman starts yelling things like, yeah. you're going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. And, it's and the unclear. whole thing has been jaunty up until this point. Then the mu- music slows down. The only dialogue we get is, no, no, you're going to kill us all. And he right. yells that right as it looks like she's escaping the bunker. Right. And the big question mark is, is are, are she and this other guy being held there as prisoners? Or are they being saved from something that's happening outside the bunker. Right, right. Guys, just let me tell you. No, okay. don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Although it's been out long enough. I know you're mo- right you've just yeah. moved and stuff. But seriously, guys, it's, it, holds see up, it. It, it holds up to the trailer. And that trailer I hold in high regard. There are only a few trailers that have struck me in quite that way. And a lot of it is the spring attack, like I was saying. Like J.J. Abrams, like... His secretiveness annoys a lot of Reddit, let's say, or other places <laughs> I learn. But for well, me, Reddit like, is an easily annoyed community. Yeah, but I totally appreciate that. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. I like the subreddit. Everything's fine. That's one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite subreddits. That can't exist. But <laughs> nothing to complain in a about world here. <laughs> nothing to complain Things about. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I w- r slash uh, I woke up happy today. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're saying we should see it. Yes, absolutely. all right, let's do it and read my review. <laughs> I know. I, I, I honestly, Nick, I love your reviews. They're super funny, and I was spoiler free in that one. I know it's spoiler free, but I don't even like to read anything about a movie if I know I want to see it. So I've been putting off reading your review. I understand. Um, I'm kind of the opposite. I can be spoiled by something, and it doesn't bother me that much. But for they, a movie like this, I feel like so much because of it, it's a big yeah. question. Yeah. Mark. yeah, I mean the whole thing is a question mark. All right, uh, let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, the first piece of uh, feedback we've gotten from the Ad Council is from. Listener Taylor, and I gotta say, she is. What can we? What can we call her that that makes that puts her head and shoulders above the rest of the ad council? She is special. <laughs> is she like? Um, is she a chairman of the council for yeah, the day? She's she's, uh, she's chairman of the council for the day. Okay. 
Congratulations, Taylor. <laughs> like it seems like a small honor. Yeah. I, you know what? As I say it out loud, I hear how bad that sounds. <laughs> I'm made, sorry, Taylor. You've made it, Taylor. Uh, you know what? Call your family right now because this is <laughs> this is the highlight of your year. No, Taylor is amazing. Um, she is a producer over at WAMU, uh, the public radio station in D.C., and uh, she works on a talk show there. But she's also, I think, WAMU's book maven. I think I read that on the profile of hers at some point i think she does a I lot of booking the, the authors and stuff of any kind right of any kind yeah. yeah i mean to be a maven seems like a pretty great is that a gendered word by the way i do think of mavens as ladies that came up in a, in a facebook like i would i say that like you know nick is the movie maven <laughs> no. i mean i'll take it i don't know if you, <laughs> i don't know if it's appropriate i don't know what the what's the male form of maven a mavis is it a maver is, is it a Mr. Maven? <laughs> so back to Taylor. Taylor, thank you so much for the shout out that you gave us on the WAMU show, The Big Listen. Now, this is a radio show that actually broadcasts in the D.C. area, and it's all about podcasts. They talk to podcasters about what they like to listen to. They talk about their own shows. But then also people can kind of call in and recommend a podcast. Uh-huh. So basically, Taylor did that. She called the show and recommended our podcast, this very podcast, but because she's like inside the building it wasn't just a phone call it was something special can i play this hey guys taylor bernie here i live in dc and full disclosure work at wamu which means i listen to a lot of radio and a fair number of podcasts too one of my new favorites is after these messages which is all about tv ads we are talking about sad sad commercials today did you see me prepping for the show yesterday when i was sitting on the couch you were a mess and it was a mess and i just kept like Taking the corner of my t-shirt, like, dabbing in my eyes. I didn't eyes. notice that. Like, I didn't want to get up and get up. Every Tuesday, hosts Andrew Walsh and Genevieve Haas break down the familiar attempts to sell us things that we need, want, or just are puzzling over. They look at the stories behind the ads, consider the range of reactions to them. I love it because I watch a fair amount of TV, and even though I fast-forward through a lot of commercials, I'm fascinated by the appeals companies make to consumers. Plus, Andrew and Genevieve are clever and smart, so it's just fun to listen to. Whoa, that makes us sound... First of all, just I hearing am, us with that music under it. I know. Classy I, as fuck. <laughs> Nick. Seriously. Nailed it. Right? Also, could, like, no, could not have said it more succinctly. <laughs> I hope people are just hearing that ad, uh, not an ad, but that uh, camp payment for your show, and then stumbling on this episode I know. first. <laughs> I, know. I guess that's the risk you run. It would be an unfortunate <laughs> juxtaposition, no question. Can we rerun the one with Olivia this week? <laughs> we'll get to you later, Nick. Don't worry about it. You're doing great, by the way. No, you're you. you're, I, you're fine. I have never thank been. You. I honestly have never I tell been. You by that. I have never been more flattered. That was the coolest That's amazing. promo for our show. It made us sound a thousand times better than we actually are. <laughs> uh, it was awesome to feel like we were on public radio for a second. Thank you, Taylor. Now, she said that we're clever and smart. Does it bother you <laughs> that she didn't mention that we're funny and good looking, though? I mean, that, not, to, like, not to be the turn the punch See, here. I'm, but I'm like, sure that's part two. Okay. Clever oh. can almost be interpreted as funny. Almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Almost. almost. As far as attractiveness. That's all. <laughs> I mean... 
It's real subjective. Maybe it goes without <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, I hear you. All right. So, but uh, Taylor, as I mentioned, is also the um, the book producer, one of the book producers over at WAMU. And so she was especially interested in a conversation we had about James Patterson. You know who he is? He's like this best-selling author guy. He I've never wrote, like, any of Kiss the Girls right. and uh, like all those sort of like thriller yeah, stories. Yeah, and it seems like something that would be right up my alley. I like a lot of stuff like that, but somehow I've never read anything by him. Well, you probably, have you ever seen, he's, they've been a made, they've made movies I've seen Kiss the books. Girls. Yeah. And the other thing to learn about that we learned about James Patterson is that he's basically like a book writing factory. He's kind of like sort of like um, the the Thomas Kincaid guy who does those paintings. But really, they like a factory There's of a whole people committee, does them. Yeah. yeah. So James Patterson writes a gajillion books or he uh, gajillion books come out under his name. And then he does these like bonkers TV ads that come on these like. You know, um, listen. Very, we were watching a lot late, of Murder She Wrote. Very late okay. night. Yeah, late well, night Murder She Wrote. Late episodes. night Murder She Wrote. You'll see some ads for these James Patterson books, and it's just him sitting in front of a you know backdrop, doing like a dumb <laughs> promo for one of his new books. Here, can I play this one for Nick? Yeah, Nick it's, it's just on pause, and I'm already yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah. it. This, just is, pri- this, this is, is Private Perry. Yeah, we've already played this on the show once. So in this one, because the book is called Private Paris, or he's Private wearing a beret. Parade, obviously, he's wearing a beret and a black turtleneck. Now check this out. I am Bonjour, missing his baguette. But. James Patterson, ici Private Perry. How you say murder, sex, murder, sex, Trayvon? Read James Patterson's. Private Paris. That's oh, him. Private Paris. That's him. That's him. Yeah. There are a million. There's a million of, of them. He, a lot of them are for his kids' books. Um, which okay, we've you know so we've already done this on the show. Well, well, no, I got to play one more. Uh, how about this one? If he's dressed up like a pirate, this is for one of his kids' books called what is it? Treasure Hunters. He is for pirate. No, that's Sucraft. <laughs> <laughs> James Patterson. If your kids are readers, they'll love Treasure Hunters. And if they're not, this is the book to get them hooked. He's wearing a fake yeah, it's that good. hook what? for a hand. And his lips are too wet, by the way. That's what drives me crazy <laughs> in that commercial. He's just like, his lips are so wet. It's so gross. So it kind of got us talking, Nick, on the show about, like, you know, TV commercials for books. It's sort of a weird thing. Like, you don't see it that often. No. And we kind of asked uh, the ad council to, to write in if they had, if they knew anything more about how uh, books are being marketed. I've seen a few, like, YouTube videos for books. Things like, I think they made almost a movie trailer style advertisement for that book, um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, okay, yeah. For a while there, maybe they still are. I saw a lot of... Yeah, there were like trailers. There were web book trailers. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's actually kind of more common. Uh, Taylor wrote in with a couple of interesting facts. She writes, those James Patterson ads are so adorably bad, uh, and I'm heartened by his philanthropy since he makes boatloads of cash off books he only kind of writes. So it's right. kind of like that factory approach. Um, she did send me a couple of articles uh, about how generous he is with libraries and indie booksellers, and he actually has a grant program oh, great. that um, public libraries and uh, independent bookstores can uh, can apply for grants from like a thousand to ten thousand bucks. So at least he's doing something good with the money, supporting bookstores, yeah. supporting libraries. Um, so James Patterson, I hope we were not too hard on you. Um, so good, good philanthropy. Um, but the other thing that Taylor wrote in about was um, there is sort of a a rise of book trailers, uh, videos that authors are doing to advertise their books. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily ending up on television the way the James Patterson ones are, but they are uh, intended to advertise the books through a video medium. Um, but what's interesting about it is that a lot of these authors who are like who have written these books, guys like uh, James Franzen, uh, B.J. Novak, a number of other authors, Jonathan Franzen. 
What did I say? James. Oh, the shit. corrections is what we call what Andrew just did. <laughs> <laughs> shit, now I can't take it out. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Franzen. Um, they are not necessarily super comfortable with the idea of advertising books. And it's sort of this clash of, you know, art versus commerce. Um, so a lot of these kind of videos or trailers that they're doing for books are, they sort of start by apologizing for even advertising in the first place. Ugh, that's so gross. I'm well, above this, but... I'm yeah, above this, but I'm super not. That makes me not... Uh... So why don't you play this Franzen one? Oh, that's God. In a he's slate. such a douchebag. I love his writing, but he's such a douchebag. I'm really... I have very conflicted feelings about Franzen. Um, well, this might be a good place for me to register my profound discomfort at having to make videos like this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. First of all... Can somebody get him a microphone? I mean, I know that we're not like the I highest qual- he quality said audio. No microphone. Yeah, he said oh make it look God. as as unpolished as possible. So is he sitting in like is he sitting in a library somewhere? It looks like and somebody just yeah, put- in a cherry he made himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I need to. I'm going to go back again. Yeah. This what an awful way. Yeah. Are you oh. familiar with it? Have you read any of his books? Yeah, I read Freedom. I read Corrections. Okay. The Corrections. Actually, and do you like him as an author? Oh, I loved The Corrections. I, I, know I liked Genevieve Freedom. I Genevieve doesn't want to say this, but... I love... The Corrections is probably the book that speaks to me the most that's been written in the last 20 years. And really? yet, as a feminist, um, I have a real problem with a lot of things he's said publicly, and I have a really hard time... Uh, with my love of the corrections. So anyway, I see. All right. Well, let's let's go back to this douche nozzle. Be a good place for me to register my profound discomfort uh, at having to make videos like this. To me, the point of a novel. Who held a gun to his head? By the way, to take Oprah. You, to a still place. <laughs> you can do a, you can multitask with a lot of things, but you can't really multitask reading a book you're either reading the book or you're not and to, to me the world of books is the quiet alternative uh, an ever more desperately needed alternative and and well it worked i'm never reading another one of your books ever again i know how long does that thing even go on i don't that yeah this thing is like uh two and a half minutes long so that's all i can take of that wow. i you know i know that he's a controversial figure and i've seen the kind of I've seen a lot of kind of outrage online about him, but I've never, I didn't know that he'd actually said specific things. Now, I guess we shouldn't turn this into book talk, but I know he's a controversial figure. Um, I've never read any of these quotes or anything. I didn't know that he actually said things that are awful. I read a lot of things that were critical of him because there are a lot of like great women authors out there yet every time he drops a book he basically like sucks all the air out of the room and right. so you know and to me that's a, that's a, you know a somewhat questionable critique he said a few things but that are sort he's of like actually, well the reason i'm so famous is that i deserve every ounce of it mm. and there was i uh made a joke about it but there was a whole oprah controversy right like yeah, he tried to reject the Oprah... The stamp of approval, stamp the of approval. book of month club right. or whatever. And it, it caused a whole flap. Right. And he had to come on there and grovel. Anyway, but I've always kind of been like, well, I don't know that much about it. I should probably read more about it. But I enjoy his books. But like him just sort of sitting there, like lit- he was literally wincing into the camera yeah. saying... But doesn't uh, that make sense? Start by saying, I mean, I, I like his novels this. in the same way that... I- I mean, not in the same way, but as another example, like Brett Easton Ellis, I think is a talented author. But whenever I see an interview with him, I want to strangle him. Yeah, mm. that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, what else does uh, Taylor say here? 
Um, she had a couple of examples of, of those kinds of videos, and she writes, I read a lot and own a TV and work with books for my job, and I've never really found anyone who has come across these organically, so these tra- book trailers, never mind done anything like buy the book after, so although she admits her her, serv- her sample size is very small. Um, if she sees them at all, it's usually because a PR person is sending them to her mm-hmm. or, you know, she's, she's seeing it in uh, book media. Mm. Uh, so it's unclear to any of us whether what the sort of return on investment on these book well, trailers is. I'll tell you what, the Jonathan Franzen one was not a heavy Minus investment. One, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that cost them uh, 25 cents to make. So, um, <laughs> so congratulations. We got another one from Scott here. Uh, yeah, this is from listener Scott. Uh, he writes, I grew up in eastern Washington in the 80s. Hey, um, Yakima, hello. <laughs> maybe I'll recognize this, Nick. Uh, he said, this ad is like a secret handshake for everyone from the east east of the Cascades who grew up in that era. Um, and it addresses the epidemic of kite-based electrocutions <laughs> that plagued the area with, <laughs> with some nope. sage advice from a mustachioed creep. So I just want you to play this this commercial which is called call the kite man so this is a psa about yes. not flying kites during an electrical storm no you'll hear you'll understand All it right. when you hear the song look there's kite man <laughs> wait a minute is a safe kite made of metal ever so have we you and your metal kites. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you remember this? Because Scott no. thinks this is like a secret handshake for anyone from this this region. I mean, I only lived in Yakima briefly, but this does not look like Yakima. Okay. So have we established that they are talking to a man dressed up like a kite? Not but a, not a metal kite. Not a metal kite. But he's, <laughs> yeah. not a, he's not the kite man because he's a man who has a bunch no, of kites. No, he's a man who is a kite. He is a man who is dressed yeah. up as a kite. Which, like, keep your kids away from this guy. <laughs> Wait a minute! Is a safe kite made of metal ever? Never! Never. Wire or wet string ever? Never! Do you stay away from streets, antennas, and power lines? All the time! What about frogs? I like frogs. What if your kite winds around a power line? Call the kite man! At Pacific Power. So call- wow, that guy's a creep. The whole thing is super weird, but there's also the weird Don Sequitur in the middle of it where he goes, what about frogs? Yeah. And the little girl goes, I like frogs. <laughs> well, that's good information to have, I guess, but what the hell does that have? Is, am I missing what that has to do nope. with kites? I think that was just I think a little it was just bit trying of trying to be cute. Yeah, I think it was funny. Yeah. Well, I think that commercial like this show is smart and clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Scott, thank you. Um, that to me was a great PSA, and uh, I'm yeah. glad to have seen it. Even though we've changed our plans for tonight, no metal yeah. kites. No metal kites. <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson. This is a very special episode. I don't remember the context for it, but I remember there was a very quick joke in The Simpsons where uh, Bart Simpson is flying a kite at night, and it just really bothers his mom. She's <laughs> yeah. like, "Who flies a kite at it was night?" Just unsettling. Yes, and I think about that all the time. I'm like, "Ooh, that would creep me out." Oh, I read a I read a New York article years ago about a blind guy who was he had learned to be blind so well that he could basically do anything that a sighted person could do, including things like um, uh, doing some work on his roof. But because he was blind, he was like, I'll just do it at night. And it it really upset his neighbors. Of course. Oh, man. Um, So I do have one final note, uh, one final ad council note. I want to give a belated thanks to listener Kelly. She had actually recommended that we talk about that Jason Statham LG ad that we talked about last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've neglected to credit her as also having written in about that. So, Kelly, thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. You got your attention, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You can sell anything. You can sell anything. 
And that's where we'll leave you for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to After These Messages. Nick Allers, thank you so much. This was so much fun. It was awesome. Thank you, guys. So let's uh, shout out what uh, what you've been working on and where you want people to find you. Oh, can I mention you have the best Twitter handle in the world? <laughs> I can't take credit for it, but yes. You really? Can, you Why, can so, your, uh, so your uh, Twitter handle is Allers at your boy. Right. A-H-L-E-R-S. Right, which is a fantastic Twitter handle. Why Why can't you take credit for it? Because Spencer of the MacGuffin, the movie site I write for, is actually the one that said, hey, you, uh, that's a funny thing. And do check out Nick's movie reviews at uh, mcguff.in, which are hilarious. Uh, I especially love the ones for movies you hate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of my course, next one will be for uh, Keanu, starring oh, Keanu, uh, which I'll probably like, yeah. so yeah. it won't be as entertaining to read, but still. Vive, and then Grapes of Red with our very own Genevieve here. Yeah, both of you guys Permanent are Grapes of Red. Yep. Is, all, is, is after these messages, is this just like... So periphery, now yeah. it's peripheral do- to you now. Now it's the dog's breakfast. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it. Uh, my name's Andrew Walsh. You can find me on After These Messages and at uh, After These Messages Show at gmail.com. The phone number is 607 444 5597 and um, Facebook is uh, where we will put uh, links to all of these videos that we talked about today. All right, thanks, Veeves. Thanks, Andrew. All right, talk to you guys next week. Juice now. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising.